What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation on this awesome, humidity-free June 16th, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I'm in the habit now. I don't know if you do this, but and I do it when my kids aren't around because I embarrass them. Uh, but when I see a Giants hat, I right away, oh, do you guys listen to any podcasts? You know what the Giant Insider is? And I do it all the time, dude. And, and people are very receptive of it. They don't think I'm a, a psychopath. Um, but I'll never do it in front of my kids because they just roll their eyes and, you know, hide in the car. But I did it twice today, once at Wawa and then uh, at a Target. So just wanted to, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you do that or not, but yeah. that's something I've been doing a lot lately. I'm proud, I do of, it. Of, I'm proud I, of what we do, dude. I do it on a golf course all the time. Yeah, okay. Because I got, a, it's funny, Joe, because I got a little giant marker. Yeah. And that's where it catches people's attention. I'll put it down, you know, my yeah. ball, which is usually yeah. about 40 feet away from the pin. <laughs> and um, and a guy like, oh, Giant fan? Yeah, well, you Giant fan? Yeah. Oh, my son's a huge Giant fan. Really? Does he know the Giant Insider podcast? I think he does. Let me call him. Uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got him on the phone? This is what happened like two weeks ago, Jerry. Yeah. I said, you got him on the phone? Yeah. Giant Insider guy? Yeah. Ask if he likes the beat writer. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. Jerry. His name, same as you. Jerry, like the beat writer? Yeah? Oh, yeah. He says, yeah. Seems like he's all right. I go, well, tell him you're playing golf with him. <laughs> That's great. Nice. So it, it is fun. I have yeah. to be honest with you. We talked about this before in the past. We've, you yeah. know, people we've stopped and you had fun with a couple of guys at Wawa, like you said. And yeah. A couple of like, people knew you, your name, but yeah. didn't obviously know your face. You're like, well, uh, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I opened it. I go, I, I, I was walking with the insider once and, and it was the one on uh, 539 on the way to LBI. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, they have those? And I didn't even approach him first. I go, oh, yeah, they just came out. And I go, uh, this is a great paper, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I turned the page. I go, this article here, it's the best one. And he looked at it. He goes, oh, my God. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have some fun. You know, it's yeah. always good. It's always good. People get some feedback. You know, yeah. people who, if, if they don't know about it, somebody in their family or their son or, you know, all that. I've got, I've got a lot of that on the golf course, dude. Yeah. I, I, where I live, Jerry, is either Giants or Eagles. Yep, same. And I got a guy today. I'm playing with a guy today before we get to the football. So interesting stuff. But, you know, a guy, and he sees my thing. He's like, oh, giant guy. I start talking about it. He goes, oh, that's great. He goes, I used to be an Eagles fan, but I'm a Penn State alumni, and I'm a Giants fan ever since they drafted Saquon. Oh, there you go. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not an Eagles fan anymore? He goes, no. And he goes, no, I love Saquon. I met him. I'm a, you know, I met him through the alumni and all that. He's a great kid. And, and I started talking about, you know, what I did. And I said, well, guess what? I'm like, uh, I actually know Saquon, you know, yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, what? And I start getting into it. We start laughing. I said, yeah. And he, right away, they ask, how is he? How is he? You know, he's, he's a great kid. You know, yeah. he's a great kid. Yeah. You know, and but I think that's a first, Jerry, today where somebody actually said, I used to be an Eagles. Diehard. That's insane loyalty to Penn State. That is insane. Right, uh, Jerry. And I'm like, and, and that's, like, like, that's like if a, if a Golden Domer went somewhere, you're like, yeah, I don't like the Giants yeah. anymore. But I'm going to cover the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And he goes, and I switched over because of Saquon Barkley. Yeah. You know, yes. that's how much he loves Saquon. This guy, he's an older guy. So, yeah. And I thought that's that was interesting. And that was, Jerry, and that was this afternoon. I was on a golf course this afternoon. And that was a, a doctor. A guy was like a doctor, too, a pediatrician, too. And I was like, 
I found that fascinating, Jerry. I was like, wow. That is, really? hey, however we can get them, you know, right. like whatever. But it's wow, dope. that is, I could never imagine me, you, my dad, my buddies who no, are insane no. fans no. Um, doing that. Yeah. So, oh and I, God. you know, listen, I have, I've had respect for Eagle players over the years. Some of them, some of them, very few, but some of them. Yeah. And I wouldn't even think about that, Jerry. Even if never. I went to the college, I'd be like, I wouldn't even think about that, you never. know? I was never. shocked by that, Jerry. I got to be honest with you, but hey. The guy was being honest with me. You could tell. He goes, no, I'm a, I'm a giant guy now, you know? <laughs> Take it a step further. If um, my wife's cousin, you know, he, look, he didn't make it to the pros, but if he was a free agent and the Eagles gave him a shot and he somehow made the team, I was like, right. <laughs> don't expect it. Sorry. Yeah. No, not I am not it. wearing that jersey. Not rooting for you twice a year, bud. You <laughs> no know? way. So, yeah, interesting stuff, yeah. Like you said, Jerry, I know yeah. you're down by Eagle country and all that stuff too at times. And Yeah. And uh, I'm right, you know, I, I, where I live is either Giants or Eagles. It's amazing, yep. you know? Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, something interesting. It's funny you say that because I meet people on the golf course all the time and they always seem to be football fans. Yep. And they always, we always seem to get into it. So, hey, listen, it's fun stuff, man. You know, it's, football season's around the corner, Jerry. People are really interested in this Giants football team. Yeah. And obviously, Jerry, you know, no fans in the buildings last year. And people, I think, are extra pumped for this season. I, Dude, that's that the impression. That yeah. first week is going to be the Super Bowl. It's going to uh, Jerry, feel like the Super Bowl. Uh, besides Giant fans, you know, it could be anybody. anybody. I think people being back in the building this year, Jerry, people yeah. are extra pumped Absolutely. for the season coming up. I, I think you're going to see like a really crowded place when the Giants play their preseason game against the Jets. You know? Yeah, I know. I think you're going to see a lot of people there just to tailgate and see something live. You know, you see these other events in the playoffs, you know, in hockey and basketball, you know, yep. people just getting back in the building. People just seem to be pumped, man. You know, even yep. baseball, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's good times, man. But, yeah, have a lot of fun with the Giants fans, fans Jerry. Meeting a lot of them, like you just said you do. And yeah. It's good stuff, man. Um, speaking of the insider, is your next article going to be what a bust Kadarius Tony's turning out to be? Yeah. Uh, he's, without question, I don't think they should even, they should just release him now. <laughs> Cut ties with him. Where is this coming from? You know, I put it on Twitter. I was, I was actually looking for help. Jay. I'm like, what am I missing here that I'm reading people tweeting at us? Right. And, and, and a tweet, and people writing stuff, you know, oh, this looks like this Tony kid. He missed OTAs. Doesn't look good for him. He, he could be a boss. I'm like, what are we talking about here? You right. know, just some crazy stuff on social media. I don't know how you took it, Jerry. I just thought it was absolutely insane. Well, somebody said, who put he's on the second team? It's like, he's a Oh, somebody, team. I mean, like. Was a PFF? Uh, I think it was Florio from Pro Football Florio, Talk. Florio, that's right, Florio. And he put something about he's stuck on uh, with the twos because he missed OTAs. Well, newsflash, <laughs> he could have been sleeping on the football field during OTAs. Right. And he was going to be twos. I mean, I mean, this is just common sense stuff. This is clickbait stuff, Jerry. And I, I basically ignore it. But obviously, you can't at times, right? You read it. Like, what is right. this coming from, you know? Right, right. Like, who what decided we... to tweet and send this? I mean, <laughs> who would I send mean, on this? Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, like, uh, I understand you miss OTAs. He was at minicamp. I understand he had the wrong shoes one day. But could we slow down with the Tony bashing a little bit? You know right. I mean? Come on, man. Minicamp, he was there. Yeah, whatever. And, then, you know, listen. Listen, Jerry, the bell rings July 27th, dude. Right. Training camp starts. Yep. It's for real. Yep. Preseason games a couple weeks after that. That's for real for these kids. Not Leo Williams, but for these kids like Tony. Right. You know, the second year, play, all that stuff. So let's everybody just, you know, the bell's going to ring in a couple, at the end of July, and that's when it gets rolling, brother. You know, I'm not really too concerned about everything else. Speaking of the kids, Aziz turned, what, 21 today or yesterday? Yeah, I saw I it on yesterday. Twitter. 
yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. It's amazing, right? How Maybe young these, yeah, yeah. and amazing how young these guys are, right? And yeah, you know, he's yeah. going to be somebody that we are going to be watching from day yeah. one. I oh. can't wait to see him. And yeah. wow, um, just to, to think that he's twenty one now, like, oh yeah, my God, good so, lord. You know, um, Jerry. So I'm talking to somebody close to the situation. What's today? Wednesday, Jerry. Monday. Yeah. Monday, and they were like, "Hey, Chris." They are really high on Aziz awesome. Olajari, nice. you know. I'm like, so I'm on the phone. I'm like, well, how high? They're like, Chris, they think this kid is going to make an impact this year. Yeah. That's how high they are. Patrick Graham loves him, you know. Yeah. Jerry, here's the organization. Here's the feeling around the building is that they feel they stole him at 50, Jerry. Yeah, they totally did, dude. You know, they, did. Yes. they feel they stole him at 50. Yeah. Um. A lot of people feel he was like the top edge guy coming out. Yeah. He could do. You know, here's the thing about. We, look, Jerry. Real quick, I, I, real quick you yeah. said early on if they were going to take an edge guy, Ojalari was one of the was right. in the top two that they were looking at. You were sure right. of that. You sure. said, "Don't be surprised to see them take him yeah. at where they were." Yeah. Uh, and to get him at fifty, I still say it, man. You know, you get excited about trading down and getting a first rounder for next year, then grabbing yeah. if Tony becomes a playmaker. But getting Ojalari at fifty is insane, dude. Insane. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Jerry, they're, they're so high on him. Uh, they yeah. feel they stole him at fifty. You know, we'll yeah. see how it plays out. Doesn't mean right. it's going to happen. We'll see how it plays out. But you know, Jerry, watching him more and more, um, I put this on Twitter the other day. Uh, obviously, Tony's a number one pick, right? So yeah. everybody's all, focus is always on a number one pick, right? Sure. Yep. Okay, but to me, Jerry, obviously, I'm going to watch Tony because you know I think the kid could bring so much to the table. Okay. But my focus, dude, I put this on Twitter, and from the first day of camp, the kid that's going to really intrigue me and fascinate me, the one I really want to watch every day, is Aziz. Yeah. Uh, because I think this kid could make an impact way more than Tony is this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, and let's face it, the Giants got Kenny Galladay, right. right? Right. We got Shep. We got Slayton. We got Evan. I, I know you don't want to hear that, but we, fine, we got him. We have him. He's there. We got Saquon coming back. Right. We'll get into Saquon in a little bit, right? Right. Um, so Tony's look, he can make a little impact. Maybe he'll do some things, but Aziz has the potential. He yeah. has the opportunity to make a real because why, Jerry? Because hey, you know, we don't have outside pure edge guys coming off that edge. You know what I mean? Right. This guy could be a real impact kid. And the more I watch him, Jerry, I, I go back, you know, um, and I watch in Georgia film of him again, you mm -hmm. know. And I'm so impressed. So impressed the way he welcomes contact. Yeah. yeah. Guys pulling. He's looking for it. He doesn't shy away from it. He welcomes it. Yeah. Not everybody welcomes it in this league, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. guys on the edge. They're like, you know, oh, you know. Aziz <laughs> welcomes it. He's a physical yeah. kid. He's built like a, now, obviously, I've seen him up close now, right? Because I I was there, OTAs and uh, you know, the mini camp, right? Yeah, yeah. And I see him, he's right in front of me, you know, and he's built like a fire hydrant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's athletic freak. I asked Blake about that. You know, I, I asked Blake Martinez, <clears throat> I think at the OTAs, I asked him, you know, what's your impression of Aziz? First thing that came out of his mouth, he's a, he's a freak athlete. Yeah. He's a freak athlete, you know? Um, so to me, the upside is so huge with this kid. Um, I'm excited to watch him, Jerry. I guess you could hear in my voice, right? I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to watch this. All Ajari. I think this kid could do a lot for the Giants this year. Um, I think he's going to be a great 50th overall pick, dude. Yeah. 
Um, he's going to have the opportunity here. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of get the feeling of the coaches there. If you're looking at X-Man, you're looking at Low Carter, maybe starting with the ones, and then you got Aziz and all that. But um, training camp. How fast, do you, th- how fast you know? do you think he moves into that starting lineup, dude? You know, like, you know what? I, Jerry. He seems like the kind of guy that it's like, yeah. and I, I ain't saying he's fit. I'm not making the comparison, but when Taylor came in, it was like by by the first hour, he was with the ones. I'm not saying it's like that, but I could see them saying by the second or third practice, like, yeah, he probably belongs with the ones. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, okay. let's put it this way, Jerry. We yeah. all know training camp's a long process. There's preseason right. games this year too, dude. Right? Yeah. Which helps his cause, right? I mean, right. now when you're out there and you're facing the Jets and you're facing the Browns in week two of the preseason, yeah, and you're out there smashing people. You know what I mean? Now, you know, you you're catching eyes against the live opponents. Yeah. They're gonna do. You know, they're gonna have some. Um, uh, scrimmage practices, uh, scrimmages against the Browns and the Patriots. Right. You know, that's going to help. You know what I mean? So it, it's not, it's going to be different than last year, man. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's a different boy, a different animal this year because COVID obviously, you know, is, you know, uh, isn't really a factor anymore as far as, you know, training yeah, camps and practices sure. and other teams, yep. preseason games and all that. So it's mm-hmm. based, well, let's face it. It's basically back to normal, you know, it's yeah. back to normal. Right. So, yeah. um, but I'm just looking. I'm looking at the edge, right? And you see Ojolari, uh, Lorenzo Carter, obviously Carter Coughlin, uh, Zimenez, um, Odenabo. So it's crowded. But when you look at them all, it's like, how does Ojolari not break through that? And you know, I mean, look, they may they may go easy with him at first, but I'm just saying it wouldn't stun me if by very early in preseason you're telling me, yeah, dude, that's he's a starter. He's starting. So we'll Jerry, I, would that surprise me? No. Yeah. No, and obviously, you know, while we're there watching these training camp practices, and as the process moves along, you 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 know, you always see what the coaches are thinking. They start giving them more ones, yeah, reps with the ones. You know, you yeah. that's what you start seeing out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, people have asked me, you know, hey, you know, who was next to Blake in the mini camp, right? Yeah. OTAs. Yeah. Who? Well, it was it was Mister Irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you you look at the thinking right away, and you say, well. They're looking at Tay, Tay Crowder again, you know, right yeah. right now, you know. Doesn't yeah. mean he can't change. I'm just saying that's what they're looking at, you know, right now. You know, so I'm really excited to see Aziz, Jerry. I know everybody's excited about Tony, and they should be, and so am I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a defensive guy at heart, Jerry. always was. Sure. I like that old-school yep. defensive mentality, like, you know. And I love to see linebackers, dude, you know. And I'm excited about this kid. I think this kid's going to do a lot for him. I mean, I don't want to go back to rooting for the offense to get off the field like the 80s, but I love that time. My buddy and I talk about that all the time. My buddy Matt were like, remember when in the 80s, even though you had Sims, Bavaro, Morris, it was like, all right, guys, get a field goal score. Get off the field. I want to watch. I want to watch Taylor Carson, Reasons Banks, like Marshall, Martin. I I want to see what they do and and wreak havoc. So I I think this team is like – the defense played so well last year. You're just expecting them to take that next level. And I, I dude, I am so excited about this defense, Graham, the right. secondary, now right. the pass rush. Oh my God. I, I think we can look, I know it's June 16th, but man, I I'm getting more pumped uh, oh, by the be. day. Just thinking about this. Oh, you should be dude. Yeah. Everybody should be everybody yeah. listening. Everybody yep. looking at the tweets, giant fans, giant nation 12th in the league last year, total defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. With Isaac Yidham at one corner and Ryan Lewis oh, at, I mean, at, at really? one corner. Not that Yidham was a total disaster, but listen, he's not a starting corner in this league. I'm sorry. Right. Right? right? You got Ryan Lewis played a lot. Who was the other guy? A Ballantyne at the beginning of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, Corey, God bless him. Love the kid. But, you know, obviously yeah. he's, not a, he's, he's not a starting player in this league. We know that, right? Yeah. It, they gave him the shot. 
didn't work out, right? So, Jerry, you see them finishing 12th overall in total defense, and then they go out this offseason, and they sign an Adoree Jackson. Yep. Now they put him opposite of James, you know? You go out and you draft an Aziz. Mm-hmm. You draft this, and I'm, watch this Ellison Smith kid, I'm telling you, dude. Yep. They drafted Ellison Smith. They drafted another corner. Uh, excuse me. They drafted two corners. Yeah. Am I expecting much out of Radarius Williams, Jerry? No. I'm not going to bullshit everybody and say, oh, yeah, I think this kid's going to stop. No, I'm not. Right. Am I expecting things out of Aaron Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. I think you're going to see him, and I think this kid's going to be competing his you-know-what off this camp. And I've been telling people, the more I watched this kid when he was at college, and now I didn't see much of him in front of me because he was out. He was out with some kind of injury, you know? Mm. But I'm looking forward to that kid in camp because he's a big, solid kid in that slot. He could throw him on the outside, too. So, Jerry, the point being is that, you know, you get another year in this Patrick Graham system. You bring in a big body and Danny Shelton up front. You got Austin Johnson, who I really Forgot, like Forgotten a lot, man, too. Forgotten man. Good on the right. good on the Twitter followers to bring him up all the time. Forgotten. Jerry, almost. right. Um, I like Austin Johnson. Uh, uh, Danny Shelton's a big, big guy. Um, and, and I think the defensive line will be all right, Jerry. I think they'll be fine. Uh, Dalvin will be missed a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but that you know, Dalvin's a good player. He's not, but he's not pro or pro either. Let's let's you know. Sure. But he's a good player, no doubt about yeah. it. They'll miss him. And then you got you know, so these young kids, like you said, Jerry Cam Browns, the Carter Coffins in Cam year Brown's two. Another one, I forgot him. Yeah, Tate Crowder's in year two. Blake yep. coming back. You got James and Adoree on the outside. And now let's obviously Jerry the ex ex McKinney in oh. year two. Can't wait. And then you got Pep, who I thought was borderline all-pro type player. Yeah. Second half of the season last year. I was watching so much film, and I put one little clip on Twitter yesterday, Jerry. Yep. Because I got so excited about People that People were player. excited. The impromptu Big Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I got to be honest with you, I didn't realize it was even Tuesday when I started doing it, but that shows you how <laughs> shot I am. But anyway, you go, and um, I was I was watching stuff you know, at Seattle game because that was probably their best defensive effort of the year, right? Yeah. And, and I was watching – so many plays of that game, and and Peppers was so impressed. And then I, the Bradbury play with Tyler Lockett. I said, oh, I got to put this out there. This is my yeah. favorite play, James, right? Anyway, Pep, McKinney, Logan, <clears throat> these guys in the secondary. There is a lot. Jerry, I, I said the other day on Twitter, I said, no reason this can't be a top 10 day. I, I don't know if you agree with me or no, not. No, I do. Too. Absolutely. I look at, I look at the I'm, I mean, look, I mean, I, I'm looking at this as a top five secondary, Chris. And I, I it's, as far as, Talent and depth goes, uh, you know, name name four that are clearly better. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I got it. I mean, Donnie Holmes is like the sixth or seventh guy, and he was your rookie of the year for the Giants. He yeah. was the, the best rookie last year. Yeah. All yeah. in, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I and mean, he's the I sixth could, or seventh guy this year. It, it, so much potential, Jerry, for the secondary yeah. to be awesome. To right. be awesome. You know, to, to be really spe- if a door Look, if a Dory play, if he's back to his year one, two, it's, it's just – potential to have us to be a special secondary jerry it really is you know yeah um there were also a, a couple of pressers um barclay you want to comment on that one yeah look saquon um <laughs> i was joking around you know about you know saquon was talking you know he was asked a few times well are you on schedule what's your schedule yeah. are you gonna be ready for opening game yep and Saquon, I joked around, you know, saying that Joe Judge had an Uzi pointed at him on the side, yeah. not to talk. You know, it was all a joke. But I think Saquon's ready to roll. Um, I love the way he was answering. I could see it in his eyes. I could see the way he was responding. He was dying to tell everybody, trust me, I'll be there September uh, 12th, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so a lot of people are concerned. Uh, they're interested about it. are we going to have Saquon for opening game? Everybody wants to see Saquon, dude. The kid's electric, right? Right. You, everybody wants to get him back. He, you know, last year he gets hurt early in the year. He's out for the year. Yeah. Um, everybody loves. Uh, besides loving the kid, they want you know they love the way he plays football. They want they want him back out there, right? Yeah. So you you know looking at Saquon like like we talked about in the past, I fully expect him back for the Broncos. And we have we've also talked about in the past. You probably have a better chance of me playing, you know, center field for the Yankees uh, than than him playing it down in preseason. You're not going to see that. Right. You know, although the Yankees are so damn bad at center field, I might actually have you a might shot have a shot. Center field you may have a shot. No, I'm just, I'm just so maybe 30 years ago. No, no, I'm not like it. So um, <laughs> anyway, you know, so that you know, um, Nate Solder was on Jerry. Um, he's excited to be back. He's yeah. a nice guy to have. You know, if somebody gets injured, yeah, he's going to compete. He's, a sw- he's now a swing tackle for it. He's now Cam yeah. Fleming, right? Yeah. And you saw it in the practices, Jerry, getting snaps yeah. at left tackle, getting snaps yeah. at right tackle. He's going to compete with Pert right tackle yeah. in training camp. Uh, definitely a good veteran to have if somebody goes down. I don't want to hear it about, oh, two years ago, uh, please. He's a good veteran to have. Yeah. If he has to get starting snaps, he's a good veteran to have at right tackle, okay? Or if you've you got to throw him a left tackle, he's a good guy to fill in. He even talked about his body recharged. You know, yeah. he's recharged. You know, of course, we all know he opted out last year. And he's excited to be back. Uh, doesn't care if he's starting or not. That's the type of mentality Nate has. I even, I asked him that in a Zoom. I said, Nate, you know, first time in a long time, you know, you're not going to camp as a starter. You know, right. w- what's the thinking there? And he, you know, right away, he just like, who cares who's starting? I'm just here to play football. That's awesome. And, you know what, Jerry? And, and. He's not kidding, you know. Uh, you know, he, that's the type of guy he is. Yeah. You know, it's not like you know some guys say things. You say, "Yeah, okay, guy." You know, yeah, right. he's not kidding. You know, uh, right. so he took the pay cut. He's a wealthy guy. Uh, he, yeah. he, you know, he took the pay cut, and he, he's got his money still, and and he's uh, ready to go. So, a good guy to f- plug in Jerry if they need him. You know, are you concerned with him not playing a year and just not being ready physically, or just being out of it a bit? I only ask that because it seems like. I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but there seems to be a lot of injuries in baseball, and you can't help but think like they just didn't play much last year. And yeah. uh, you know these athletes, they you know they're, they're well-oiled machines, and if, if yeah. something changes, are you concerned about that at all? Yeah, you know, Jerry, I am. Yeah, I am. You know, he took a year off. Um, and I think Paul Schwartz of the Post, he he actually asked a great question, Paul. And Paul's very good, man. He actually goes, you know, yeah. taking a year off, and then all of a sudden you have three hundred pound trucks hitting you every play. Right. Nate, are you concerned about that? And yeah. I thought it was a great question by Paul, and it's a great question by you, Jerry, because you just brought it up yourself, basically, yeah. in, in your own little way, you know? Yeah. And, and he said, you know, we'll see when I get out there. So, Jerry, this is an advantage of having a preseason games back. Now, this is what I mean, Jerry. I'm a big proponent of having a couple of preseason games. I think Absolutely, me too. I think you're with me on that, right, if I remember right 100%. from last year? And selfishly, I just love watching the reserves play. Right. I, I watch the preseason game from start to finish. I don't care who's playing. Right. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they, you know, useless. They shouldn't have them. But see, to me, Jerry, here you go. Here's a guy who missed football for a year. Right. And he's going to get some snaps in preseason, get that rust off, get that, you know, get those, as Paul Schwartz said, get those 300-pound trucks hitting every play. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um. So uh, I, I like it. I, I, that's one of the reasons why I like it. Let guys get the rust off. Let guys get snaps under their belts in a preseason against live, you know, opponents and all that. Um. And I, you know, I'm glad. I think Nate's gonna be fine for us. Guy coming off the bench, or he has to play if somebody's injured. So, yeah. Um, I was gonna say one of the things that that all these you know these giant fans that I that you talk to or at the Wawas or at the golf course, 
They all ask the same question, and I give the same answer, and they always agree. It's, what are you concerned? Anything you're concerned about? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's great yeah, that you said uh, that. Same thing. The offensive line. Yeah, me too, man. And it's so funny. Every Jerry, single Giant fan, because they're so smart. Jerry, so funny, dude. Today, the same thing. Yeah. Guy tells me his kid's a diehard Giant fan. And Chris, what are you concerned about? That's the, And I get the same answer. Well, offensive line. And, and usually it's amazing. It's not even Jones. It's yeah. offensive line. No, it's never Jones. It's like you, and a person usually goes, yep, me too. That's my yeah. biggest concern. Yeah. So Every we know that. Time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, anything else before we get to questions? You want to talk about anything else? Um, Anything you could think of right now? I'm trying to think of something to last. The mini camps wrapped up. Look, the OTAs are now wrapped up, Jerry. Everybody's off to the 27th. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets a rolling um, at the end of July. And it's right around the corner. Think about it, right? Today's the yeah. 16th. It's right around the corner. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, fans will be back, Jerry. Yeah, it's awesome. At preseason, so at training camp. They haven't announced the dates yet. Yeah. Some, you know, um, as far as hard knocks, don't expect that. You know, um, for the Giants, Joe Judge would would cover up the. Whole, he wouldn't even be on the show. He'd hide the whole time. Uh, you know what I mean, like he wouldn't. He would. He would be wearing a mask so you couldn't even hear him or read his lips. Yeah, and, and, and Jerry, uh, to get back to the uh, to, to the scrim, the joint scrimmages. Yeah. I think it's great, Jerry. I, yes, they're gonna do it. Too. You know, he's gonna do it with the Browns. It looks like he's gonna do it. Obviously, he's got the connections with Belichick up in New England. They're yeah. gonna do it up there, and, and you know, it's, this is what I mean about Judge. The little things he thinks about this guy is so like Belichickian in a way. Yeah. Now I'm talking yeah. about little details. Relax. I'm not comparing to Bill, right? So they're playing New England at home mm-hmm. and and MetLife, right? Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna go up to New England and scrimmage them there yeah. a couple of days, joint practices, and then come to MetLife and play the preseason games. Yeah. The point being, so so somebody asked Joe or uh, Judge about. Oh, you're going to go up there? And he's like, yeah, well, I want to get my guys used to the travel. You know, be on the road a few days. Yeah. Get together, be on the road, practice with the Patriots, and then come back and we'll play them. So, you know, I mean, yeah. most coaches are like, well, we're playing at home, so New England will come down here. Yeah. Right? Because obviously they're going to be here, right? Right, right. So we'll scrimmage them a few days. We'll play the preseason game, and we'll get ready for the season. Judge is like, nah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go up to Foxborough. <laughs> I'm going to get the guys used to the road. Everybody hang out a few days. Get, you know, get everybody together and all that. We'll scrimmage Belichick a couple, you know, in a couple of days. And then we'll come back home. Just the little things. You know what I mean? Yeah, the little yeah. th- little things like that. And, you know, I like that they're going to do it with the Browns. It breaks it up too, man. You know, uh, I think they're going to be on the road too. They're going to go to Cleveland too and scrimmage them a few days. And just, you know, Judge is always thinking about the small details, Jerry. And so many times in this league, the small details wins, you know, they win you games. Yeah. I'm not talking about just having a joint prize. I'm talking about covering all the details. Yeah. A la, you know, yeah. Mr. Belichick up, for, up north. You know what I mean? I got a, got a question for you about the Browns one. I don't know how to word this because it, it sounds like, I don't want to sound like a, would OBJ have a competitive spirit like he would in a game in a practice with the Giants. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Because I asked that question, I think that's stupid. But I'm like, you know what? I, I could see it. Like, he wants to burn them all over the field. I, I could see OBJ getting a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, I could see him getting excited. That's OBJ. You know, yeah. God bless him, you know. And if he wants to do, if he wants to try to, 
you know, show his thing off. It's up to the Dory and James and all those guys to, to shut him down, even in the scrimmages, you know, because they yeah. do 11 on 11s, you know, it's so competitive, you know, plethora of defensive backs that we have. <laughs> yeah. God. You know, so I, you know what? Let OBJ bring it. I hope he does the guy, you know, because he wants to show he's back. He wants to show the Giants and all that. You know what? God bless him because let the Giants DBs get their work in too, Jerry. OBJ, right. we all know OBJ is one of the best when he's That's on, right. you know, yeah. so. That's right. So let the DPs get there working. But to answer your question, yeah, I can see OBJ getting a little crazy at times. Yeah, I mean, it's the human <laughs> no nature. I, I would. I'd feel the same way. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right, dude. Good stuff. Um, we will take a break, guys. We'll be right back with your questions. All right, and we are back. Nice job, everybody. 60 response. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Sponsors today, we will start off with an oldie but goodie. Oldie, I mean, following us for a long time. Richard Savner, if you were the Giants head coach, would you always wear a headset to know what plays were being called on? This is a great question. On both sides of the ball, or would you trust your coordinators and only check in with them periodically during the game? I've seen it handled both ways. Thanks. Hashtag buffoon crew. Well, first, <clears throat> I love I love that question. First off, were you calling Richard an old guy? <clears throat> no, I'm oldie but goody, meaning he's been following. Oh, so you were calling an old, an old guy for some reason. <laughs> taking a shot at him. Oh, Never. Poor, poor Rich. I don't even know how old the guy is. But... <laughs> well, Rich, they do listen to the plays. On their side, they switch. Offense, yeah. defense. It's a switch. Yeah. They all listen to the plays, everything. Yeah. And it's their job to, like, what something Adam Gase didn't do last year when that, when that idiot Williams was calling that zero coverage. It's your job to go, oh, 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 oh and, you know what I mean? And stop it immediately because you hear, you, hear you hear what's coming in. Right. So I think that was the question, right? Do they, they listen to it? Would you do it? Oh, Would yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Control yeah. freak like myself? Absolutely. I mean, I want to hear what... Jason Garrett and, and Grandma, you know. What are you like, calling? What yeah. are you calling? Yeah. <laughs> are yeah. you shitting me with that call, Jason? Sorry, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know. Patrick, you're fine. Keep going. All right. Patrick, don't worry about it. <laughs> Garrett, get over here. I'm standing next to me. I'm going to listen to everything you damn thing you do. No. But no, obviously, that's a, as a head coach, you got to be listening to what the hell these guys, you know, just in case you veto it and you want to yeah. do something different. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, Lisa at so bad. Hey guys, in what area of development do you see Daniel making the most progress this year? Decision making. You see that? You'll see that happening? Jerry, let's put it this way. It, it better, better happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Old school giants in honor of big blue VCRs pain week, which by the way, big blue VCR, there's no bigger fan than us of you, but dude, <laughs> If they don't play, if they don't make the playoffs this year, pain week is over because that was brutal every yeah. day on Twitter. Oh look, Deshaun Jackson. Oh look, uh, Flipper Anderson. Hey, Clyde Simmons. It was like a nightmare all week. And I know what you're doing, getting the bad juju out. I agree with it. But Big Blue VCR, I'm telling you now, if we have a losing season, <laughs> this ends this year. This is it. If they win, you're free to do what you want next year, buddy. All right. So old school Giants asks. What was your most painful moment as a Giants fan? For me, aside from the Super Bowl loss to the Ravens, it was Flipper Anderson. There you go. Longest walk to the parking lot ever. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your time off. Hashtag buffoon crew. Chris, I'll ask you, and you've got more games under your belt, especially live. What was your most painful moment as a Giants fan? Probably um, the miracle of the Meadowlands. Has to be, right? Flipper was right up there. Yeah. Because that was a playoff game, but 
I, man, it's got to be the miracle of the middle lands, Jerry. Has to be. It has to be. What did? What did you? Sorry, this is too interesting. What the hell yeah, was your yeah, reaction? Yeah. What was your reaction to that? Uh, let's put it this way: the words that were coming out of me and my father's mouth, <laughs> and I was only thirteen at the time, but my father let me get away with it because yeah. he was so infuriated. Let's let's put it this way: if John McVeigh was walking in a park lot after that game, he he wouldn't make it out alive. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. have made it out alive. You know, um, um, in order was like the day Sean Jackson game, it was just jaw drop. You just stood there, like, I, 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 by the way, I laughed at that when it happened. I was laughing, his, like, almost in hysteria. Like, I was just like, because right. you saw it coming when it was 31 right. 31. And when he returned right. it, I just almost started, I started laughing. Right, right. That was just like, your mouth was like, that right. just happened. Right. But it was so much anger and frustration at those giant teams in the seventies, Jerry, that when that happened, yeah, it was just infuriating, dude. Yeah. Uh, it was just so infuriating. But that had to be man, that had to be the, that had that has to be up there, dude. The flipper one was was bad. Yeah. Well that bullshit it, pa- pass interference call right before on Sheldon. Yeah, White. yeah, it was a tight game. Again, big blue VCR is like g- reminding me of every play in all these games. Right. <laughs> But for me, I, I, I would have to say that Miracle at the Meadowlands, Jerry. Yeah, when I say I laughed at the Deshaun Jackson, it was kind of like Tom Hanks in the Money Pit when that uh, uh, when the tub fell through the floor and he just went into hysterics. Like I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Painful wise, you know, I was there for the Westbrook return. I was there for some painful the the, the Vikings uh, playoff loss. But I would say for me, the mm-hmm. Trey Junkin that that game um, that that was. A dis- yeah. That was disgusting to me, and yeah. I mean that was just that was a playoff loss, and I couldn't believe we lost that game. And you saw it unwinding when you saw it all falling apart when Shockey didn't catch that touchdown pass. Not blaming him, I'm not blaming him, but if he caught that touchdown pass, that game is over. Game's but over anyway, for game's me. Over. Yeah, that Viking playoff loss was tough too, man. <sighs> that was a heartbreaker too, man. And I didn't have season tickets then, but I scored them and spent way too much money to go, and they're in great. It started snowing that day. Like, yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, the Super Bowl game in two thousand. I, I did not have a good feeling. I thought they were going to get whipped that game. I really did. I didn't think there was any chance. Of, I really didn't think they had a shot of winning that game. So I thought that wasn't really painful because I, I had a feeling they were going to get whipped. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, yeah, a couple of those playoff games and the, and the pasogic nonsense definitely. Giants fan Vermont experts gave Julio Jones trade to the Titans a B plus grade. So I went back and looked at what the G men got for Odell. It was a D plus. This doesn't make any sense to me. What gives hashtag foamers and spitters hashtag bring back buffoon of the week. Yeah. I mean, look, because they traded OBJ and the uncertainty of what they got for him. I mean, Jabril peppers was a maybe could be good safety at best. And you didn't know what you were getting in the first round and the third round. You look back on it now, Jabril Peppers is, is turning into a, a Pro Bowl safety. Dexter Lawrence is going to take a next step and be a, I think it's going to be a, uh, could be a dominant uh, force in the middle of that defense. And Zimenez is the only one that's a question mark. So that's why they graded it the way they did, I think. There's just too many question marks. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Lawrence, Jerry, uh, watch him this year, man. I think yeah. he's going to have a major impact. Yeah, you said that the other day. Big yeah. Dex, I think he's going to have a major impact. Yep. Kerry Feliciano, what's up, gentlemen? Love the show. Based on what you guys saw last season, do you think that Tay Crowder can be an average to above average starter at inside linebacker mm-hmm. at some point before his contract expires in 2024? Uh, or do you think his ceiling is just as a rotational guy? I think he could be a I think he could be a slightly above average for them. Yeah. So does Graham. I mean, they're not gonna play some tomato, you know? 
<laughs> he, you know, he does a lot of things they like. Right. You know, he does a lot of things they like. I think he could be above average, man. Yeah. Here you go. Wow, Jesse Hughes. Greetings from Jerusalem. That's awesome. Wow. That's a first. That blows my mind. That's Love you guys. Yeah. Right? Jerusalem, Chris. Unbelievable. Love you guys. Is Daniel Jones this generation's Phil Sims or Scott Bruner? Favorite Zeppelin song, Heartbreaker. Favorite Zeppelin album, number two. Hashtag together blue. <clears throat> hey, I mean, look, we don't know. We, we think he could be closer to Phil Sims. He's not Scott Bruner. Um, good, good call on Heartbreaker, I guess. I like Zeppelin too, though. That's the one I would have said the other day. I right. asked you what your favorite was, Chris. Mr. Jerusalem, thank you for tweeting at us, asking a question. And be safe over there and all that. But Heartbreaker, I mean, are you, I mean, are you on <laughs> drugs? That that's the greatest Zeppelin song. And Zep two. No, I like Zep two. Have you ever heard of Zep one, Zep four, and physical and? All right, but nah, I'm only breaking your chops. It's 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 your own preference. You're definitely dead wrong in it, but it's your own preference. Yeah. But nah, I'm only kidding, brother. Stay safe and thank you for tweeting at us. But heartbreaker, oh my god, absolutely. That's almost as bad as hey hey, what can I do, Sansa? <laughs> as the second favorite, what's worse, heartbreaker one or hey hey, what can I do? Is number two? Maybe the Zep one album didn't make it over to Jerusalem or something. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, what's worse? Someone saying my favorite is Heartbreaker, or someone saying my second favorite is Hey Hey What Can I Do? Second favorite. Hey, hey, <laughs> I know it. Win Giants win. Now this is a good looking guy. Shaved head, goatee, good stuff, buddy. Hopefully not too late, guys. What's with the AP to Giants room? Yeah, we addressed it before. Sorry, pal. I just I saw your face and I was like, this is a great looking guy. I got to ask this question. Is that your burner account, Jerry? <laughs> win Giants win. That's my burner account. <laughs> Here we go. Mark Bon Jovi, cousin of John. Which Giants playoff win had the most overwhelming impact on each of you and why? I like these questions. I like these all-time questions. Yeah. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, bud. You always remember, I remember Super Bowl Twenty One as a kid being happy for my father, but Super Bowl Forty Two, um, I mean, people were crying in my house at the Super Bowl. But my sister cried when Tyree came down with that ball. I had tears in my eyes. I mean, the next day when I heard, and, and hey, Big Blue VCR, if you're listening, play John Mara speaking after that Super Bowl when he referenced, I'm getting chills now, dude, when he referenced Yankee Stadium, the polo grounds, we have the best fans in the world, and it was like, I mean, that win. I was crying in the car the next day, dude. It was like, I can't believe they did it. It was unbelievable. It was the best win I've experienced in, uh, in my time being a Giants fan my whole life. Jerry, what was the original question? Sorry, I went off. Um, which playoff win had the most overwhelming impact on each of you and why? Oh, okay. Well, uh, to me, it's going to be 86. Yeah. The Redskins championship game. Yep. Oh, and, you talk, right. and Jerry, you mentioned about, you know, people getting overwhelmed with emotion, crying. Um, you saw that in 86 because it was like 100 years of frustration out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, it was something that, you never really thought, I mean, unless you grew up in the 60s and stuff, you know, you never really thought you were going to see. And just watching Lawrence, Jimmy Burt, um, that big tomato Banks, um, <laughs> Parcells, Harry, oh, God, how can I forget? Harry Carson on yeah. the sidelines, Jerry, the way they were celebrating yeah, and hugging and that cold night and all the graffiti blowing all over. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one had the biggest impact on me, man. Good, that's good stuff. Dude. And that happened, guys, to, so you know, those of you who don't know, because uh, 
Ed Koch had already said no ticker tape parade. So the Giants brought it there that day. That's an amazing – Giant fans are awesome. I love I love Giant fans so much, man. <laughs> Smartest fans, most passionate. Oh, my God. Tom Williams, um, now that fans will be back in MetLife, what game do you think uh, the Giants host a retirement ceremony for Eli's number? I think we talked about that. Yeah, we, we did. Um, yeah. I, some questions are the same. It tells me that they're not listening from the week before, but that's all right, guys. That's fine. Tom Williams is a good dude. Um, yeah, I think they're going to do Dallas. I think Dallas makes the most sense. Yeah. I think we both agree on that. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Ryan Williams. I don't know if he's relation to Tom. Gun to your head. Predict who in Gettleman's first draft class is getting a second contract with the team. I would include supplemental draft pick Sam Beal that year, but I think there's a better chance of Tito Wooten coming out of retirement <laughs> and making yeah. the team over him. <laughs> yeah. So who's going to get a second contract, Chris, in that first draft class? Ah, I mean, I would say the best chance is going to be Saquon. Got to be, right? Yeah. Has to be. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Frank Seattle, which player on the roster last year is most likely to make a significant leap in production this year? Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag not a relative. Yeah, Jerry, you think of something? I'm trying to think. Oh, Andrew Thomas. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. From last year. Uh, well, it's unfair because... He didn't play much of it. I would say McKinney, but. Oh, go, oh, you know what? That's not a bad one either, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think he's going to be border. I think he's going to be ridiculous. He's going to be an incredible safety. We're going to love yeah. him. You're going to see that jersey all over Giant State at uh, MetLife. Um, I'll say McKinney. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, McKinney. Yep, no question. Um, Let's see. Here we go. Dominic, I'm sorry. David Dembowitz. Guys, love the show. Been listening weekly. Help me get through the pandemic in the Dirty South. Thanks, man. That's awesome. What do you think the Giants need to do to ensure DJ has a great year? Does our current offense really suit him? He is the key to success in 2021 and beyond. I guess, you know, Chris, that's a question. Does Garrett's yeah, offense suit Daniel Jones? And I re- the reason I asked that is because you, you, kind of, you kind of made the comment what you saw last week that he's still taking some time to make decisions. He's still taking a little bit of time. Yeah. You think it's the offense or him or what? Uh, look, it's 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 Daniel at times, you know. Yeah. Um, the offense will be fine for him, man. You know, listen, just give the kids some time. You saw what he did last year when he had some time. You know, uh, listen, this comes down. Uh, could could maybe Garrett do some things better? Yeah. You know, but if he's on his back and being sacked forty plus times, and he has to get the hell out of there a lot, you know, it's not going to matter. So let's give the kids some time. Let's get a better offensive line playing. He'll be fine in the system. You know, he'll be fine in the system. Paul Riccardi, why do we need Nate Ebner taking a roster spot, Chris? <laughs> well, right now he's not, but they expect him back because uh, Judge loves him as a special teamer. That's why. Yeah. I didn't think he did much last year, but it seems that he's coming back. Roland, with the exception to the obvious, such as Eli, who are some former Giant players you'd think deserve a spot in the Ring of Honor? For me, it's Lawrence Tynes. Wow. Sean O'Hara and Antonio Pierce. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a millennial. With the latter being said, what is a Led Zeppelin? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, the only one I the only one I could think of is uh, Lenny Marshall that belongs in the. Uh, yeah, I would say him, and I'd say some guys from the '70s like Spider and uh, Mendenhall. They got to honor those guys sooner or later. Yeah, so. is Mendel- he's not in it, right, Jerry Mendenhall? No, Mendenhall, yeah. Spider, right. and Jack Gregory. You can make the argument should be in. Yeah, but you're Jack right. Leonard, was Marshall, Leonard Marshall is like an obvious one. Yeah. So. So. 
And uh, Led Zeppelin, where, I mean, I don't know if you want to educate anybody, Chris. Have any idea how that name came about? That's actually from Keith Moon. Yes. Um, oh, were you testing me there, Foley, on that one? No, I'm just asking. Oh, you were <laughs> testing me, weren't you? You know what? You gotta... You're not going to get me on Zeppelin, dude. Forget about it. But that's it's actually true. from Keith Moon, the late Keith Moon of The Who. He came up with that name. I forget exactly how he came about, but they kind of Atlantic Records kind of ran with it. Um, so, but Keith Moon actually came up with that name. It wasn't Jimmy. It wasn't Robert. It wasn't any of the, guy, any of the Zeppelin guys. It was Keith Moon. ROCMSJ at ROCMSJ. Great job on the podcast. Also love the magazine. Really well written and insightful. <clears throat> you need to promote it more. Well, thanks, man. We tried to. Okay, here's my question. Jones seems to be slow at processing decisions. Yeah, we, if somebody listens to the podcast. How much of that can be learned with reps and how much of that is just innate, Chris? How much of that is what? How much of that is just, how much can be learned with reps and how much of that is just like an instinct? Yeah, that's that's a lot of that's instinct, man. Yeah, a lot of that's you know, you know, that's that's quarterback instinct. That's what makes really good quarterbacks from separates them from mediocre quarterbacks and all yeah. that, man. So, um, Brian O'Leary was Austin Mack at camp last week. He wasn't even mentioned last week. Yeah, yeah, he was there. And he and he played pretty good too, Brian. Okay. Uh, Tim at the Giants. Good yet. Who will make their first Pro Bowl, Chris? Peppers. That's that me too. Same. Absolutely. Great call. Um, from oh, a guy hasn't chimed in in a while. At the Patel USA, do you think we may be looking to add another punter? As Riley Dixon had a poor year last year. Well, they're gonna have the Santoso kid in there, you know, yeah. uh, in camp doing kicking and above. Graham Gano's job is safe, so. There'll be somebody in there. Yeah, there's gonna be there's somebody on the roster right now. He might even bring somebody else because uh, you know Dixon really wasn't that good the second half of the season last year. Um, so there'll be some competition. Always there's opponents, you know. Um, unless the unless the guys you know incredible, but um, there'll be competition. We'll see what happens. Here's a good question from Derek at D wins. If we made you both take truth serum, and told you to pick a coach for the Giants, would it be Joe Judge or Kevin Stefanski? Those are the only options. <laughs> Well, Jerry, you remember who I wanted. Derek listens. <laughs> you remember who I wanted a couple of years ago, right? I, I do. Uh, and they so say, it, I don't want another offensive coordinator. Yeah. From the Vikings. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, Stefanski was my guy, but look, I'm happy. With, I'm happy with Judge right now. I'm happy. So, you know, uh, is that the way I kind of danced around that question a little bit? Or? Well, that's a good one. Well, I get yeah. it. Well, hey, I'm happy with Judge, too. Um I wouldn't be upset with Stefanski. How about that? Nope. So gun to my head, I'll, I'll keep, I'll stick with Joe Judge Booker. Good stuff. Or Derek, sorry. I'm looking at Booker right now. With the big Derek? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Derek. okay. Yeah. Um, just Gill at I Am The Real Gill. Hey, guys, still a while to go. But if you had to put your money on it now, how many and which wide receivers will be on the roster starting this season? I know we talked about Sill, uh, Sills last week. But if you had to name it now, how many and who are staying? Well, it's weird because if I remember right, last year at a camp, Joe Judge went with five receivers, right? Everybody yeah, assumed six. Weird. I think he went with five, right? Yeah, we all assumed six and he went yeah. with five. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll get, listen, you know what? I know. I can't I get that answer yet. We've got to well, see. Well, the four yeah. are making it. The four. Oh, that we know. Yeah. And then, right. you know, then we got the Pettis's and, you know, and the, um, I think a guy like Sills and, you know, you got some other guys. Special teams would be big, you know, so. You know what? Get back to us like in the middle of August for that one, man. 
Todd Lewis. First of all, guys, thank you for everything the Giants in the offseason, for everything Giants in the offseason. Pod and paper are the best as always. My question is, the D struggled for a while covering tight ends in the middle in general. And the middle in general. Do you think Graham has that solution in, say, Pepper or even X? Well, it's going to be a bunch of guys, but they didn't – tight ends didn't hurt them last year. The only game was uh, what? It was the Eagle game, right, with Peppers? Didn't Peppers get beat in the Eagle game? Yes. But overall – That was it, though, but I can't think of another one. I mean, listen, guys have some catches, but, you know, they've destroyed the Giants over the years, tight ends, right? Right. Wasn't like that that last year. Right. You know, so – you know, Graham does different schemes in him, different guys covering tight ends and all that. So uh, he did a heck of a job last year. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll go two more. Uh, Oscar Nieves. Do you think the way teams rush quarterback development is right or wrong? It seems based on money and nothing else. Or is it that the level of talent is much higher now that teams don't need to wait for a quarterback to get better? I got to be honest, dude. He asks great questions. That is a great question, Oscar. Do you think the way they rush is right or wrong? Because it's based on money and nothing else. The way they rush quarterbacks? Yeah, they, the way they rush their development. Yeah, right? like we, we always yeah. talk about like Sims. Really, it was like yeah. five, six years till they were till you, he showed you he could play. You don't get that time now. And it's because yeah. a lot of times because of the salary cap. That's but then a guy the like yeah. right, Tal- Tannenhill goes somewhere else. And it's like, oh, wow, look, he can play. You know? Yeah. And it's a different, it's a different era, man. It's a salary cap. So you got to rush your quarterback in. Can't, yeah. You can't sit, you know, three, four years with a salary. The guy's on a four-year contract, you know? Yeah. And and it's free, you know, all that, and, and the salary cap and all that. So, different. it's a different era. All right, we'll go one more. Anthony Verdicchio. With this being a big year for Jones, do you think it's fair to him that DG is keeping the same offensive line that ran close to last, uh, close to last last year? And if not, how can we fairly grade him if they still suck this year without a major – Leap in progression. I mean, I'll, I'll take a shot at that first, Anthony. Yeah, it's because they put talent around them now, um, and they're expecting that line to get better. But I understand what you're saying. If the, if the line is terrible, you know, how can you really judge Jones? Well, they gave him weapons now. So that's – he's going to have to make do. I know that sounds insane. But – and trust me, if I think if the line is that bad and jo- and you could see it and, and Jones is struggling because of it, then they're not gonna they're not gonna blame him for it. That's that's my that's just what I believe. Yeah, yeah. If the offensive line is not good, you know, how are you gonna how are you gonna blame Jones? You know, if the offensive line is good and Jones doesn't progress with all the weapons they brought in for him. You know, Jones is bye bye. You know. Yeah. So and so Gettle will be right behind them. All right, we'll go one more. Joey Z. <clears throat> He's gonna ask this question. Maybe you can just put this to bed one more time, Chris, for everybody. Chris. How did you become a Red Sox fan? <laughs> because I sense greatness, Jerry. I sense that. <laughs> you knew in the 70s. Um, two things. Great in the 2000s. Two things because all my friend, uh, friends were Yankee fans. I was one of those kids that wanted to be different. And two, I had a, uh, a, a guy I knew 100 years ago, and he had family up in Massachusetts. Right. And he was a Red Sox fan, and he got me actually hooked on him, too. There was such a rival of the Yankees in the 70s. And I'm talking about a real rival, not the yeah. bullshit today. Where, right. Oh, you know, oh, they hate each other. You know, like they try to – meanwhile, nobody hates each other anymore. Right. In the 70s, they hated each other right. with a passion. Sure. Yes. You know, with a passion. And I kind of – one of those guys, oh, I like to be a little different. Uh, that and my friend, and I wound up, you know – and then the heartache – you know how they say, Jerry, sometimes a heartache attracts you to a team so much? Sure, absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
God knows I went through it with the Giants in the 70s, right? Yeah. And up until 86, really, you know, uh, with the heartache with the Giants. And the Red Sox, there was no no team, no yeah, team right, right. that gave you more heartache than the Red Sox between 75 with Joe Morgan and the Reds, 78 with the Yankee comeback, right? And yeah. the one-game playoff loss. Yep. You know, 86 with the buffoon Mets and the, and, and the resurrection of Jesus to come down and give him that bullshit World Series title. Okay? 2003. And then obviously it ended, you know, uh, in 2004. You know, so... Um, but Boone had to be... That had to be a terrible... had to be like, they're never winning. Boone was... Jerry... Uh, yeah, obviously... I, honestly, Jerry, after 86, when the Mets came back and won that... Yeah. I said... I was 20 years old at the time. I said, I will never see a World Series championship in my lifetime. Jerry, I swear on my kids, I said that. I said, I will never see a World Series championship ever yeah, after yeah. 86, Jerry. Yeah, and it's then, funny. Yeah. And Jerry, the Aaron Boone thing was like a given. That was like expected. Okay, you know that's happening. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. In 2003. And then 2004 happened and somehow another turned around the fortune, man. Yeah, <laughs> of this right. organization. Like the demons, man. Uh, Jerry, if you would have told me back in the 70s or early 80s that the Red Sox would have four World Series titles to the Yankees, one in the 2000, whatever the hell it is, Jerry, I'd be like, are you on drugs? Yeah, you know? right, like, are right. you? Are you out of your mind? Right. No right. way, you know? Right. right. But things have turned around. We now own the Yankees in baseball, and we win championships up to you know what. And we're almost in first place this year with Alex Cora back. And here we are, Jerry Foley, right there again. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about when, when, when you were younger and you wanted to be a little different. For basketball, like I'm, I'm not a huge – I'm not a Knicks fan, right? I just – I don't care. You're not? Not really. Well, here's, oh, I here's thought you were a Knicks fan. My okay. father was, and he dis- he would – Probably have murdered Red Auerbach if he had a chance to. I, he hated him. He hated him more than I. He hated him more than he probably hated Deshaun Jackson or any Eagle. Right. Right. He right. couldn't stand Red Auerbach. Right. The well, cigar, they were back the, then. the cigar yeah. lighting. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so in the eighties, he would watch them and, and 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 just want them to lose. So he would let me stay up as a kid watching the Lakers. So I was like, I get to watch. I can stay up till 11, 1130 and watch these games. So I was rooting for the Lakers. So I grew up rooting for the Lakers. I was a fraud, right? I admit I I am what I always talk about, but I don't care now. But growing up in the 80s, and all my friends were Larry Bird fans. And I was like, I like Magic Johnson. He dishes the ball better. And I would give out stats, right? An annoying kid. I would give out stats and (laughs) people want to punch me in the face. But yeah, it's just funny how you you have these rooting interests and, and why. And it was like, my dad let me stay up to root against the Celtics. And then Bernard King was good, but they just weren't. They weren't the level of, of the Celtics and Lakers. So in the no, 80s, I was watching the no. Lakers all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, well, I'm, I, you know, I'm a big Nick fan, Jerry. And the Patrick Ewing days were great. You know, Bernard yeah. King, Jerry. Man, I saw Bernard King and the Knicks against the Pistons and Kelly Tribuca and all them back in the 80s in a playoff game. Jerry, you want to talk about loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. The garden was like, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I hate to admit it, but with the Islanders play, I've seen the Islanders in the playoffs. Yeah, back in the '80s when they were winning the cups, Jerry. Yeah, and you in the barn, you know where they're playing now. Last yeah, right. year. And, I, and you want to talk about loud there too, dude? Oh my god, yeah. you know. Right. right. Um. So uh, listen, it, it's great stuff, man. You know, we talked about the Knicks. I thought you were actually a Knicks fan. Though. I didn't know that. I thought you were. Like, no, you were like, I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. I'll, I'll not, watch it, but I don't have yeah. a rooting interest. Yeah, yeah. It, it was nice to see the fans back in the garden in the playoffs this year. Jerry. Yeah, it was. Loud. It was. It was. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I love the Knicks. It's like Julius Randle. Like, yeah, I, I would only because I got into it this year. That's, oh. uh, that's not fair. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's worse. yeah. Um. So. 
Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, obviously they're doing their thing. And, you yeah. know, uh, Durant, that was, we'll that give was a shout out to, I, listen, I know Evan Roberts, our guy. I love Evan. Um, I know he's living yeah. <laughs> life and death with these net games. Absolutely. I could just picture poor Evan's face last night when they were getting their butts kicked until, you know, Kevin Durant decided, nah, nah, I think it's time I take over this damn game. That was, that was ridiculous. Did, so. That was a ridiculous performance. Yeah. So, um, you know, what do you like? I'm going to hate the Nets. You know, I have to admit, I really don't like the way they put the squad together and make it a run here. But it is what it is in the NBA today, you know. Yeah. All right, buddy. Good stuff. Uh, anything else? No. Uh, I guess we'll talk next we'll, we'll talk next week. We'll try to get some interviews we'll again. Start, we'll try yeah, to do maybe that we'll again. Try, to get, try to get an interview in. If not, we'll start looking at some positions coming up for training yeah. camp, there you know. Yeah. And um, and if anything else pops up, I then. Good stuff, man. We'll see who's a bust by then. You know, right. Maybe we'll see if Sam Beal's still on the team. Sam Beal was there. He was there. You know, I was <laughs> laughing. The, I was like, Sam Beal's here. You know, <laughs> he's the 40, he's the 47th corner. We have he's 47th on the depth chart. But here he is. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Good stuff. Um, all right, guys, to order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M A G Z T E R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.